It's Michelle and this is another episode of Her Dewey Stories where we cover money stories from women and share our experiences and learnings on all things personal finance. This is part 2 of my chat with Honey and if you missed part 1, just head on over to the episode right before this to get to know Honey a little bit more on how money ties to all things in our lives. In today's episode, we chat a lot more on sustainability, how to be sustainable and care for Mother Earth without incurring additional costs. Yes, guys and girls, being sustainable is not expensive and can actually be pretty cost-effective. There is also so many commonalities between money and sustainability. My favourite part is how conscious spending ties both together very tightly. Honey and I also talk about privilege and how not to let our privilege shadow us from living our rich life and also taking that privilege and using it as a stepping stone towards better wealth management. Before I give too much away, let's jump right into the episode. The next part of this chat is probably something you really enjoy as well, which is on the sustainability side. So money and sustainability. I think the first one, just to give our listeners a intro into this part of your life how did you become a sustainability advocate i saw a few people i've been following on instagram become sustainable and i was like oh these people are in the philippines and the u.s there's no way i can do this but i'm very stubborn (laughs) so i was like no no way there's no way this thing is not doable so you know also, like, I couldn't find someone local. I mean, now there are tons, but, like, at the time, I didn't find someone who, in Malaysia who I can look up to who are, like, also sustainable. So I thought, okay, if I can find that person in social media to do that, I'll be that person. Also, the turning point of that was I went traveling. I went to Penang, and I saw so much waste. I generated so much waste, and I thought, this is not okay. I know the facts. I know the plastic facts, the plastic straw facts, whatever. But I'm not doing anything about it. It's time that I did something about it. So I decided I will start an Instagram. I will document my journey becoming more sustainable. And I just thought, okay, let's just roll with it. Yeah, it turned out so good. I didn't expect the response that I got. And how has that journey been so far since you started? the Instagram page what have you managed to achieve or do you have any interesting experience that came out from that oh initially I just wanted to like document my journey becoming more sustainable right I was focusing on like my individual consumption and then in October last year I went to a landfill in Sarawak I saw that photo it was in Sarawak and I thought oh my god is it enough for us to actually just focus on individual consumption or should the market provide us with better options and should the government do something about this, not depending on like us regular people who don't have the power to put in legislations or don't have the power to create better products in the market. There should be a better system. So then I started advocating more actively offline so i talked to the city council i talked to the all party parliamentary group malaysia on sdgs so i also talked to them 
I, in terms of like my sustainability advocacy, when I was in Kuching, I went all out with it. I tried my best, like I had to take. So like in Kuching, we are seeing some changes, but yeah, we have a long way to go. But ever since moving here, I'm still seeing how I can be a better advocate in Sunanjong. But like in KL, we have tons of like advocates, great advocates. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of advocates, as well as I guess more resources. Yes. And I think there's a large community here of people that yeah. you will be able to mobilize and do greater things to influence. And, and especially, like, for example, in Slango, we have like really good legislations in place. Whether it's effective or not, that's a different story. But the thing is, we are seeing the councillors, the governments actually doing something about it. And like we, we're seeing the finance minister mention sustainability in the budget. So mm-hmm. like... We're seeing advancements. Maybe a little bit slow, but... We're getting there. We're getting there. We're making progress. And for our ladies who are listening who are trying out this whole sustainability lifestyle, I think maybe one of the major questions that they would have is, is this lifestyle expensive? How do you connect the dots between money and sustainability? I don't think sustainability is expensive or has to be expensive i know that it's some part of it has been commercialized and you know there are some things that are more expensive but first of all make do with what you already have so you don't have to succumb to that marketing if you don't need it you don't buy it it's the same principle right conscious consumption and conscious consumption is a huge part of sustainability as well so like the first thing you need to do is first consume consciously right make mindful decisions with the things that you buy your money, you know, there's this quote, every cent you spend is a vote for the world you want to see or the world that you want to live in. So think about where is your money going? Who is it going to? And there are so many things in the sustainability spectrum that can cloud your judgment. For example, getting reusable containers and reusable fork and spoons to like put in your handbag. Do you really need to spend like 30, 50 ringgit on a sport? Do you know what a sport is? Yep, I do. Yep, a sport. Or can you just bring... The metal spoons you have at home. Yes, exactly, right? Or do you really need a metal straw if you cannot afford it? Or can you just go strawless? And think about like, okay, the init- some things like the initial cost may be higher, but in the long run, it may be- it can be cheaper. Like, for example, if you're buying water and disposable water bottles, in the long run, it's not only expensive. Here's the thing. The plastic water bottles that we buy, that water costs the company, like, what, three cents? One cent? And yet you're spending, like, one ringgit, one ringgit, 50 cents on a plastic bottle that's so detrimental to, to the environment. Like, I have this thing about people who buy Evian water bottles. <laughs> And there was like such a huge feud on the internet about it. I mean, just think about Evian. That Evian comes from a city in France. It's just tap water. So what are you paying for? You're paying for the plastic. So like, think about that. Yeah, yeah. I love the quote that you mentioned just now about how every cent that you're spending um, is a vote towards the world that you want to see. Yeah. I think that makes so much sense because when we spend, I think, okay, conscious spending about 
uh, revolving around okay like how much money I have and budgeting that is one aspect but the other aspect is being conscious about who yeah. are you paying when you buy something one of the things that I really uh, look into is sustainable fashion so as I was growing up I, I don't think I had a lot of education or knowledge in how fast fashion is manufactured until I mean with more information people doing so many videos and exposés and articles about it then you realise that oh my god it's not just me budgeting and spending I can buy a lot of clothes at a very cheap price but what does that mean to the environment what are you yeah. contributing to the environment when you buy really really cheap clothes yes it's better for your wallet but in the long run it's gonna be worse off for everyone in the planet yeah and like a dark cloud can loom above you when you realize that it works the same for every single industry in the world. There are a lot of movements and activists who are trying to do better. But like you said, sustainable fashion. You know, like sustainable fashion is such a difficult topic as well because you see like sustainable brands, they are so expensive. Which is great if they're paying their manufacturers, their garment exactly. workers, right? If everyone like is fair wage. Out of, yeah, out of that purchase, it's fine. But also... Can you afford it, right? We have a problem in Malaysia where we are all so underpaid. Can we spend $300 on a, on a skimpy dress? Exactly. It doesn't even cover you up. Yeah, I think that is so, definitely a really, really tough conversation because that's yeah. the kind of struggle that I have myself as well. Like, okay, I want to buy sustainably fashion um, items, but then when I look at like the American websites, like a top is $100. Yes, I can wear it for 10 years, but I don't know how to justify buying a $100 t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. And you also need to think about, okay, are you going to buy something sustainable in an unsustainable way? If you're constantly buying, but you're buying just because you're buying sustainable clothes or sustainable... Instead, what you can do is, okay, if you can only afford fast fashion, then okay, you can buy fast fashion, but you buy based on your needs not your desire and you can also go thrift shopping if that suits you like I cannot go thrift shopping because the sizing never fits me mm-hmm. but I am so excited to explore the thrift shopping market we have here in KL it's so it's so exciting it's huge yeah it's huge you don't have to shell out on a sustainable brand you can thrift shop and buy second hand yeah and even if it's not thrift shopping, I think another accessible way to do that is through platforms like Carousel, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So then you're not contributing to more landfill because, I mean, okay, girls may end up with buying clothes that they no longer wear anymore. And instead of throwing them away, they want to sell it on a platform. So for you, yeah. if you are able to find something that fits you, you like, and it's at a cheaper price, I feel like it's a win-win-win situation. Yeah, and it's secondhand, and it's more sustainable. Yeah. So hopefully, people who are thinking about this, we gave you a bit more clarity in terms of how you can approach yeah. sustainable fashion. It doesn't mean that you have to buy a $200 dress on, what's that, that website that's very famous, Revolution? I'm thinking in the Reformation. US. Reformation. That's what it's called. It's so expensive, I hate it. Yeah. So I see people buying, and then they are showcasing their dresses, and like, this is so pretty. But when I look at the price, I'm like, I don't think I can afford this. Okay, so you mentioned a few things just now in terms of how people can start thinking and behaving more sustainably. One thing is bringing your own utensils and your own Tupperware or container for food to work and out. The other one is bringing your own water bottle. 
Yeah. Do you have one more? They can show that at least we have three things that yeah. our listeners can start working on if they are keen and at a not expensive price. Yeah. Also, I want to add, like, if you bring a water bottle, you don't have to order drinks when you're at a restaurant. Then you're saving money on drinks. The third one, plastic-free grocery shopping. Go to your local pasa and buy plastic-free. First of all, you are supporting local farmers. Second of all, it's better for the environment if you buy local vegetables. And it's cheaper, right? You're not buying, like... Imported. Imported vegetables. It's so much cheaper. It's so much better for the environment. And it's healing for the earth as well. It's regenerated for the soil. Because when you plant plants that are native to the, the, the place... It's better for the soil. The, the ecosystem in that area will thrive because it's native. There's so much science behind that. So yeah, go plastic-free grocery shopping and buy local produce. And it's cheaper, it's better for the environment, it's so much sustainable, and it's regenerative for the earth. I feel like there's so many positive after-effects of doing that. I hope yeah. that more people start doing that as soon as they can. Yes. It's not just all about convenience, right? Like convenience yes. comes at a very heavy cost to the environment, yes. something that we may not be able to see immediately, but in the medium term future, it really impacts all of us negatively. And it starts yes. by just making very conscious decisions on how you want to live your life. And what most people don't know is that when you buy native plants or like locally produced plants, when they are grown, the soil, the health of the soil is better. So when you're eating from plants that are grown in healthier soil, it's also better for you. You're getting so much more nutrition. I will start doing that more often. Next part is more on the financial side of things. So maybe you can share with us a bit more, um, deep diving more into like your money story so far. Basically, my money story started last year. To be honest, I got a job in KL. I got a job in like one of the big accounting firms in KL in March. But at the time, I didn't have any savings. So I could not make that move. So I said, okay, this is not going to work. I need savings. I need to get my finances down. So that's how my money story even started. Because I was not able to take on this opportunity that was presented to me. And since moving here, my emergency savings just went down. So I'm currently replenishing my emergency savings. I haven't even settled down yet. I gave myself like a three-month period to set up a budget. So I can actually see, okay, this is not working, this is working, and then make a few changes. This is my last month, like, work that out. And then by next month, I need to have a budget set for my new lifestyle in this new city. And then thinking about traveling and saving for other things and investing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. you you get there once you set up your emergency fund and then yeah. you kind of figure out like your budgeting situation yeah. and spending situation in care. And like when you're at a new job and your pay is higher, your emergency savings is also higher, right? Yes. And I want to dial back a little bit and you mentioned that you managed to save like a five-figure amount in a very short period of time. Yeah. How do you manage to do that? Oh my God. Well, firstly, it's just privilege. <laughs> I live with my parents, and my parents... Okay, here's the thing, right? I come from a very good background where my parents are well-established in their careers, and they don't need me to provide for them, and they don't need me to reimburse them for whatever living expenses that they pay for me. To them, 
it's their responsibility to take care of me, especially because I'm not married yet. I'm single. So they think, okay, you live with us, you you don't have to pay back for electricity or anything, as long as you contribute to taking care of the house and have maintained like, good relationships with, with the family, which is very important. I was like earning 2,000 ringgit in Kuching, and I am able to save like 1,000 ringgit a month. And that's purely down to like having good spending habits and also my privilege the, the privilege that I mentioned where my parents don't need me to pay for the house or pay for the electricity or, or give pocket money to my siblings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's a very important reminder because I feel like there are a lot of people with that level of privilege as well. They live at home yeah. and their parents are okay and their parents are not expecting them to give them any money at all because they are completely fine and the money that they make is only honestly just for themselves to spend even beyond that i think a lot of people um, who are working and have to travel their cars for instance are already financed by their parents and they don't have any debt that they have to look after so i think people like you and me similarly are in the same boat as you you have so much more potential to save and invest because you have literally no dependencies and you probably have no debt unless you have a car loan or you decide to buy a house and you have a house loan but beyond that don't spend like all your money because you can exactly it's down to like whatever that we've said before as well it doesn't matter how much you're earning right and like the privileges or the privilege that you don't have you know it's all down to your spending habits and also like you don't need to do what I did I did it out of necessity and out of my own like financial goals. But if you don't need to, then don't put pressure on yourself to like save like ten thousand ringgit in six months like I did. If that's gonna make you miserable, it's more important yeah. to look after your own mental health if that affects yes. you in any way. Yeah. Any exactly. lessons in terms of money that you managed to learn so far? Oh my god. I can't <laughs> mention all of them. <laughs> yeah, like the having an emergency fund before setting up a travel fund. I think that's a huge yeah, one. That's a huge one. Yeah. And uh, really like talk to yourself if you want to make a big purchase. Yeah. Fantastic. And plan yeah. Budget, 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 budget. Love it. And financial freedom, the word, the term financial freedom, what does that mean to you? Do you have a like vision? Uh, or imagery of how that looks like? Financial freedom to me just means that I don't have to think too much about money or money is not a big issue or like if I need something, I can buy it if I need it. Without having um, to like think twice or look at the price tag yeah. or... So like, I mean, it's not, it's not about being able to buy a BMW which is so nice if I can. But like having the foundation, if you can live like a basic low maintenance lifestyle without thinking about it, like there are so many people who are struggling to even make do or like live a low maintenance lifestyle. So if you have your basics down, that is financial freedom to me. You're free to make other decisions and take on other opportunities and think about bigger and better things. Yes. You're able to dream bigger. Yes, and make a bigger impact to not just yourself, but people around you as well. Yes. And following up from that, like financial freedom and your goal, what 
are some of your financial or money goals for next year? Oh, next year. Replenish my emergency savings. Mm-hmm. I want to really get on this investing. I still haven't started investing properly yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thought about it. I've done my research and I've made my opinions on a few of them. Like yeah. unit trust, not my thing. Yeah. Insurance, not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, fixed deposits, also like it, it's my, I can do it, but like the initial start of the fixed deposits is very high. Very yeah. I started like stash away. Mm-hmm. I started stash away and still learning about it. I mean, for me, like, the basics of investing is putting in a fixed deposit, right? For me, like, replenishing my emergency savings. Yes, of course. I think that comes Uh, first. And then, I think you're on the right track. That you're learning about different asset classes and knowing. Oh, I want to save for a new fridge. (laughs) Because I have, like, a small fridge. And I'll buy, like, the tiniest bit of groceries. And it will fill up the entire fridge. And I'm like, okay, I need a so your brother didn't need a lot of groceries, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Love the goals and hopefully you'll be able to get that. I don't think it's that hard. I think based on your trajectory so far, I don't think there's going to be an issue for you at all. Like being 24, um, knowing already um, what unit trusts are, whether you are interested to invest in unit trusts versus insurance and that you know about things like Stash Away, you're yeah. on the right track. I mean, that's just my advantage of working in finance, right? I know what these things are and I know the impact and how these things work. Mm-hmm. Okay, final part of this very interesting chat we've had so far. I think the first one I wanted to talk to you more about is looking at your peers and looking at millennials today, right? Are there any things that they do money-wise that you don't agree with and you hope that more people are aware of that they should change in terms of habits? Well, I guess it's just the wasteful spending thing. Like, I saw so many people make purchases during 11-11. And I was that person where I saw something and I, like, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I saw like the Dyson promo on Lazada. But I didn't buy it. One of the things that I have to point out is that I'm like so much different than my peers, right? I got my early head start yeah. when I was 19. So I got to learn the things that they are learning about now. So I guess I'm not going to like put pressure on them to have everything figured out now, but also want them to learn about these things as quick as possible. My peers graduated last year in 23, and at 23, I've grown up faster than my peers. So like in your 20s, after you graduate, when you graduate at 22, things go really fast. You need to think about if you want to get a house, if you want to get married and all these things. So for me, like the biggest tip for my peers is just not put too much pressure on yourself to have everything figured out now because it's really hard even like you know you, it's, it's so hard to learn you have to learn so many things so fast but also be aware and educate yourself and I think the, my most important thing is one wasteful spending and like be mindful of your internet consumption and the things that you read to educate yourself because the things that you surround yourself with the things that you read on the internet, the people you follow on social media has such great impact on you and the habits that you instill and the mindset that you have. So if you want to be successful, if you want to be better in, at anything that you do, at your finances or at your job or whatever, the, you need to be more mindful of how you spend your time and how you spend your energy 
and the things that you surround yourself with. And social media has a lot to do with that. And yeah, one of the things that I really think people should like eliminate from their life is useless viral gossip. <laughs> Let's not spend too much time on celebrities and just focus on ourselves and people around matter. us. Yeah, the things that actually matter. I was going to ask you a question about like final words or advice for our listeners, but I thought like everything that you just said is not just applicable for your peers, but it's probably applicable across all age groups, all genders yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah. that is actually then my last question for today. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. I had a great time and I learned a lot more about sustainability. Yeah. I think that is so interesting. And hopefully our listeners were able to learn more about that too. And they can start taking action today onwards because you shared some really easy tips on how they can get started very fast right now to reduce their carbon footprint and start living a more sustainable life, but not at a large cost. Yes. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much for inviting me. No problem. Yes. Thank you. There's so much that I learned from Honey today. I am so grateful for the opportunity to have been able to speak to ladies from different age groups and different walks of life. I hope that this episode inspired you to get started, whether it's being more conscious about your consumption, thinking about your emergency funds, reflecting on your privilege, or even having the confidence to start investing. I know it can be intimidating and having ladies who feel like they have it all figured out can sometimes be really intimidating too. But I can assure you that all of us are still on a learning journey and we are all just at different parts of the journey towards our own rich life. If you ever need any help or just a boost of confidence, my DM is always open on Instagram at her.doit or on my Facebook page, herdoit. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode of Her Do It. My name is Michelle. See you next week. Bye.